Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Cavalry Audio. Look at you, look at you all tightened up because you're on a show now. I just worked. I, I um, first I'd like to introduce myself to the audience. My name is Oliver Hudson. In case you don't know, um, I just I worked in Albuquerque today, this morning, eight thirty a.m. call. Did one scene, got on a plane, and now I'm in Los Angeles with my childrens. And uh, then I go back on Friday, so I'm like back and forth and back and forth. So I still no. have my makeup on. I got I got shit in my hair. You know, I'm fucking camera ready, baby. Is this your look? This is your look for the show with the Yeah, kind of like that. I'm doing my hair for those of you. I'm pushing it back. You know, kind of little greasy-ish kind of, you know what I mean? FBI. Yeah. Hot, hot FBI guy, you know. Hot FL, if you do say so yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a lot to talk to you about. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I like I it. I'm, uh, your, your voice sounds like... The, what? Aaron's reminding me of Instagram. Oh. She's reminding to talk to you about something that happened to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Always You're getting notes out. from your wife. I, I am. love it. I know. I got, I got, I got a note. Um, so, How good is this? Is, can Aaron hear me? Yeah. So I get to New York. Michelle and I fly. We get to the hotel. Natalie's walking her dog. We're staying at the Greenwich Hotel. Natalie's walking her dog, and she says, hey, I'm going to be out in front of your hotel in the next five minutes. Come down and say hi. Because we were not having dinner that night. We were having dinner the next night. So I came down. I hadn't seen her in a month. She walks her dog up the street. give each other a big hug. We're talking for literally two minutes, and... She goes, oh, by the way, you know, it's uh, Fashion Week here in New York. And uh, I said, oh, no, I didn't know that. Somehow I wasn't invited in the Met Ball or whatever it's called. (laughs) So then this SUV pulls up and the paparazzi gathers around. She's like, oh, my God, it's, you know, Natalie's like, oh, it's going to be a big star. Who is it? It's your fucking sister. Yeah. Like the one person I know. It wasn't. (laughs) Lady Gaga. It wasn't uh, Jennifer Lopez. It wasn't Bradley Cooper. It wasn't any. It's like somebody I can text and somebody that Natalie knows. And right. Like, oh, oh my. Uh, and that was great. To, I haven't seen your sister in a year. No, I, I know, know, but it's funny because it's like it's this like sort of this this double edged feeling in a sense where. Uh, like, oh, it's going to be someone cool who's going to come out of the limo, and you're kind of anticipating someone exciting, yeah. and then it's Kate, which is always great to see her, but it's sort of like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I could do this, <laughs> you know. Yeah, she'd come to St. Louis if I needed. Well, no, she wouldn't. You you might. <laughs> I would. I'm there, baby. Just, uh, just buy me the ticket yeah, but first it was class. Just, it was, it was, but it was great to see her, and I saw Danny, and I met Ronnie for the first time. Oh, wow. And, 
yeah, she was, so we went to her, Natalie and I went up to her room, Natalie brought her dog, and so we caught up for a minute, and then I never saw her again. That was the last that time was I saw it. her. I was yeah, there that makes sense. Actually, she was just an apparition. It wasn't even her. It was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question, though. Let me ask you a question. If you could have anyone choose someone to walk out of that limo that you would be so excited to see, who would it have been? The Rock. Really? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, if boom, the door opens and so-and-so steps out, you'd be like, oh, shit, that's pretty yeah, fucking cool. Okay. My answer is Heather Thomas from 1985. Are you kidding me? Okay. So Heather Thomas, I can't believe you just said that. I don't even know if any of our listeners know who the hell she is, you know? Yeah. Was she in the fall But, but if you're of a certain age, yeah. you know who the hell Heather Thomas is. <clears throat> Jesus. That's crazy because one of my early memories, Heather Thomas was shooting, had a photo shoot at my friend Dylan's house. And Barbara, her mom, was my mom's best friend. She actually introduced me to golf. Barbara did. And I remember hiding under tables with Dylan, getting trying to get a glimpse of this girl. And all I knew is that her name was Heather Thomas. I didn't know where she came from. She was just stunning. She came from heaven, Oliver. She, she did. came from heaven. She did. It is, it is a very early sexual memory for me where I was just enamored with, like, oh Everybody my, God. my age, I'm 52. Every, well, most of my friends had a Heather Thomas poster in their bedroom. Oh my God. I got to look her up. I cannot wait to look her up. Yeah, she was uh, phenomenal. So it would have to be. Heather Thomas. Heather Thomas from 1985, or, or uh, I like, uh, the I, weird science girl, uh, Kelly, Kelly LeBrock. LeBrock. No, that's a good game. See, I, I'd have Nicole Eggert from Charles in Charge probably. Step oh out. yeah, okay, you know? that's good. Yeah, she was my jam. I had a poster of her um, in my room, and another vivid memory: I had a massive fever. And you know how you have those like fever nightmares, you know, have you read like those fever dreams where you're awake, oh, but yeah. you're losing it. And that poster literally came off of my wall and was like floating around my room. So <laughs> I had, uh, <laughs> I had Nicole Eggert chasing me in a fever dream around my, oh my, my childhood bedroom. better than having Scott Bayo chase you around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, she was my number one too, man. Heather, she was great. Oh God, Nicole was Eggert great. was so um, pretty. Yeah, Funny. so that was that. And then here's what I'm realizing. Okay. It is innate in all of us to be manipulators. Mm -hmm. And I say that because we are now going full on, full steam ahead with this sleep training for our three-year-olds. Oh, where they have the, it's called a monkey lock, where you they oh the door can open a little bit, which I don't really understand. I guess that gives them a little glimpse of hope. It's like <laughs> leaving the the cell door cracked open in Alcatraz so that they can see what's happening in San Francisco. So the the things open just a little bit. Last night they did a decent job of going to sleep. I I was the one that slept upstairs. I don't want to be downstairs. And and Michelle got home. She was working. She slept in our bedroom downstairs. So I, I slept decently. And then I wake up because the boys are up. And I let them out of their room, which is like the biggest demerit that oh, I yeah. should be given yeah. comes from that. I th because I thought it was I I thought it was six o'clock in the morning. I thought, and I'm like, oh my God, guys, you guys did such a good job, but it's still dark. And if you guys go back to sleep. We're going straight to the toy store <laughs> on Saturday. And Wyatt, 
my little genius boy goes, we've got plenty of toys. We don't want to go to the toy store. We just want to sleep with you. I was like, they just threw toys out of the window. Yep. And then they're, they're like, mommy, I love you, daddy. I love you so much. Mommy, I love you. I love you, daddy. Please come in. Why are you doing this to me? Why? Let me out of here. Why? Oh I want to get out of here. Why are you doing this to me? Why? And then five minutes later, they're asleep. <laughs> and in the morning, they don't remember. They don't even reference it. But oh. in the middle of the night at 345, they were throwing a trip to the yeah. toy store out of the window to get their way. Yeah. Wow. They're three. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So did you, you left them in their room while they were saying, mommy, mommy, daddy, I love you. And you were like, yeah. you're, I'm sorry. You got the monkey lock on. He, monkey lock time. You can get a little glimpse of heaven. There is the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, but it's just not there yet. So, right. But then you just stayed strong. And how long, honestly, before they were actually asleep? Honest to God, no more than five minutes. Isn't that fucking crazy, man? Like, you just, you got to get over this idea that you're hurting them in some way. Exactly. You know, and Michelle cannot right now. I've done it now for three nights. She was gone. I'm over it. Yeah. They're not doing anything. There, there, there's nothing in their room that they can get hurt with. Yeah, they're not, they're not being abused. They're yep. not, they're fine. So it's time to grow up a little bit. Yeah, and and we do two books. They have to be in their bed, legs under the sheets, head on the pillow. And if they don't do that, they don't get their books, which they do. Yeah, and whatever. And then it's like good night, and they throw a shit fit, <laughs> and then they're over it. Yeah. And you know, it's it's an act. Well, it's you know what? It, it's 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 interesting because it's really a first time parent thing and, and you're not that. So there is there's two different schools, not schools, but you you're a salty veteran. You're calloused, man. You've been through it. And, and I can only say that because I am as well. I mean, when Aaron and I had Wilder our first, it was horrifying. We were trying to sleep train him. He was three weeks early. He looked like a baby bird who just fallen out of his nest. I'm like, oh God, we have an ugly, weird kid. All right, that's fine. I'll get over that. But just go to sleep. And 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 then we put him in the bed. We would just know what the fuck we were doing, you know, and it was this first time thing. Cut to Rio. It's like, oh, stay in your room. Sorry, throw up in your bed. I don't even care in your crib. Like right. you are staying in there and that's just the way it's going to be, you know. Right, but you kind of blew my whole act when last week, because my my wife, unlike your wife, listens to our podcast, and she's like, I agree with with Oliver. I agree with Oliver, mm -hmm. where you had said, hey, eventually they're not going to sleep in your bed. Mm -hmm. Eventually they're going to put their own clothes on. Mm -hmm. Eventually they're going to, I'm like, I got it. But eventually, I'm going to be dead. So between now and then, I don't want to be juggling and laying in their room until 10 o'clock at night while I'm holding their hand so that they drift off to sleep in their little cocoon. Yeah, right? I mean, if you, if you tally up all those hours, that, that's, that's at least half a year right now. Yes. You know? I mean, yes, and emotionally and mentally, it's more than half yes, a year. Yes, in time, I am in time, aging it's before your year. eyes. I'm like my face is like the the guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. It just melts, melts in front of your face. <laughs> That's I know, me. But, but once you do it, and once they break through, then you're golden, you know. But then mm -hmm. it's on to the next problem, you know. It's like oh, we we conquered this, and you think life is easy, and maybe it is, and then it's on to the next thing, 
And there, then there's something else that happens, you know. I well, mean, then they're not going to sleep in their bed. Then they're not going to sleep in their bed with their pull-up. Then it's going to be right underwear, and it's going to be the piss and shit show. Yeah, I mean, night. you know, I, I think I've said this before, but I, I want to write a, 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 a children's or a you know a parenting book or a parenting pamphlet, really, just called Fear and Bribery. You know, because that's literally how it's done. You can read all of the best authors and all the most world-renowned, you know, parental writers in the country, in the world. At the end of the day, it comes down to fear and bribery. Everything gets thrown away. When you are yeah. on your razor's edge and your nerves are frayed, then it just becomes, if you do this, I'll give you this. Or if you don't do this, you're not going to get this. I mean, that's literally what parenting comes down to. And potty training was the same way with us. We used to sit wilder on the little toilet. For like hours, he would just be sitting there and I had like a cup of M&Ms, like waiting. And when he peed, right. I gave him the M&M. I mean, he's like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yeah, Aaron's Aaron's right next to me. She goes, all of our kids were potty trained at 18 months wearing underwear because we just kept them plopped. Not at night. Not at night, yeah. But we kept them plopped down, gave them a little, oh, good boy, a little pee pee. Here's a little M&M. Right. I mean, that's, uh, first of all, I would love to do, I would love to canvas all the so-called parental experts. Yeah. And I'd love to see how their kids turned out. <laughs> That's a great idea. Let's round them all up. Yeah. Let's get every one of these people, all these experts, and yeah. go, okay, now we'd like to interview your kids. You need to leave the room. <laughs> or we're going to visit your kids talking through uh, one-way glass on a phone while they uh, <laughs> while we're taking everything out of our pockets yeah. so that they can't escape from a mental institution. Yeah. But I... I, I just I I really have a hard time buying into, and maybe this is just being cynical, that anybody is any better at this than anybody else. Yeah. I, you're everybody's fine in their own way. Nobody's got the handbook, the mm -hmm. rule book. You know, nobody came down from heaven and said, "Here's how it needs to be done," and if you don't do it this way, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just everybody finds their own way. Yeah, and by the way, I think that if parents sort of really lived by what you just said, there is this weight that gets lifted off of your shoulders. It does alleviate some of that pressure to be perfect and, you know, not screw up your kids. I've said this before too. We're all screwing up our kids. It's just, it's just about what degree really, you know, we, we do our best given the tools that we have and given the personalities of our age child. I mean, if you have multiple kids, they're all so different and the way right. that I did it with Wilder is not the way I can do it with Bodie. With Wilder, you know, I could, you know, you raise your voice and he responds. With Bodie, you raise your voice and he doesn't give a shit. You know, same tactic, different personality. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more from Oliver and me. You said that a bunch with regard to it's not a matter of if you're screwing up your kids. Yeah. It's a question of how much. I think they're screwing me up <laughs> because I've never had less of a fuse. I've never had less patience. I've never, 
I, I just, and I, God, I love them. I want to eat them. I love them so much. But, oh, my God, it's just a lot of yeah. work. And right now with two of them. Oh, dude, when you're one in goes a gnarly down, spot fuck. right now. You, you've, got, you've got twins at the age where it's just gnarly with one, you know? That's yeah. a crazy age. Yeah. It's, uh, so then there's that. And then there's uh, picking up the boys and one of the two of them at an unnamed school in an unnamed city. Okay, St. Louis. Uh, <laughs> when, when one of them got in the car, the teacher said, well, we had a little issue today at the nursery school, yeah. whatever the hell you call it, yeah. at three. Uh, somebody bit Wyatt. Oh. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. She's like, but we had a long talk about it. This person did not break the skin. I'm like, okay, we're good. He'll be fine. Yeah. He'll be fine. I'm like, why it was, and he he didn't even care. Right, 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 right. right. So well, it, the yeah. more, the bigger deal you make of it, the more he's going to make it. To- totally. This is more of a, it seems like a teacher issue than it is a child issue. You know what I mean? It's like they're covering their ass. They're just having to, when Y is probably like, all right, whatever, I got bit and I forgot about it yeah. already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and he's fine. The best thing was that Blake was more worried about it mm. than Wyatt. Mm. Wyatt was the one that was bitten, but Blake was. Blake is the defender. Like if you mess, if I mess with Wyatt, mm-hmm. Blake comes at me. Oh, really? If I'm like you know pushing him or messing with him yeah. and you know like pulling a little hair yeah. or something just to kind of get his goat yeah. a little bit, <laughs> Blake will come at me fists up like. Get off him. Wow. Like, yeah. So I love that. So I, I, the fact that she said, you know, Blake was really worried about, about Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. That's That's, cool. I love that. Yeah. That's so great. I mean, honestly, like that's the, that's what (sighs) my kids are all amazing, but you watch them go from being so close and they're still in love, of course, but, you know, they get older and they separate. And then you feel that and there's something that is nostal- that's nostalgic and you long for it. And then I get upset, like, you need to love your brother. You need to love your sister, treat her right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, because I watch them sort of separating a little bit and it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. And, but But I can tell you because I've seen the other end of the rainbow here my daughters would get into it they were very close then they'd get into it then my older daughter is just really more a little more needy in Mm -hmm. the cutest way she used to pay her little sister to come sleep in her room sleep in her bed because she just wanted company and then now there's such a closeness between the two of them it's the greatest thing and they're they're young adults you know, very, with very serious boyfriends, but it's like, do not mess with my sister. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and seeing that is so great because my sister and I are best friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, she, she is, she got the keys to all of my information, mm-hmm. my bill paying, my mm-hmm. whatever. She's mm-hmm. got everything, but she's also my best friend and somebody that I, really confide in and whatever. We were not that way as kids. We fought like cats and dogs. She was a handful and I had to be the dad because my dad was gone a lot traveling. And, and now, you know, we, we, my point is we traveled a different path, but we ended up in the same place. And now my, my daughters are 
so close, and your kids are going to be. So I think that yeah, I think they will. I, you know, I honestly have PTSD from myself. You know, from the way that I treated Kate growing up, I watch the boys sometimes give Rio shit, and it makes me crazy because I see myself in them with my sister, and I I I I, I boil. It's like, don't you, you know, touch her. And, and they're like, dad, she's always trying to get us in trouble. And I'm like, no, she's not, you know, even though they're probably right. But right. I, I have this weird thing that because I was such an asshole to Kate, I do not want them to follow in that, uh, you know, in that, on that path. Yeah. With her sister, with their sister, you know. But I'm, yeah, I, uh, they'll be close. I'm not. I'm not really worried. It's just them drifting apart a little bit. It's your it's, whole family is very close. Yeah, I, I know you feel tension from time to time, but you're closer than most. I, I don't. I don't see a lot of families that want to be around each other as much as you guys do. Yeah. So that's that's good. No, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and Kate's engaged. I, you know, she's so good at keeping stuff close to the vest. I didn't even know she was engaged. I was yeah. there in the in the wolf's den with the two of them mm-hmm. and talked to Danny forever and that never came up and then six minutes later I read on the New York Post <laughs> my New York Post app that they're engaged yeah I know they kept it they kept it quiet you know it's it's cool I'm excited you know I'm excited for Kate and Danny he's and the best I he's love, just so great love Danny he's just so God. he's very grounding and very normal and I love him and he's just a fun sensitive human being you know i think they're good for each other you know hopefully hopefully it works hopefully it all works out forever and ever and ever but fuck you never know that's the beauty about my sister though you know i I love that about her her freedom of you know just sort of saying hey this is who i am yeah i have three kids with three different dudes i don't give a shit this is my life and i'm happy and this is how i do it you yeah, know? if you have a problem with it, that's your yeah, problem. Yeah, that's your problem. Not mine. You know, I love that attitude of hers. She's just unafraid, you know? Yeah, and, I wish I had more of that. Oh, God. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Why, why did you get kicked off Instagram? Oh, it's funny. I was going to talk about that. I didn't get kicked off Instagram. I got a, a, a notice that one of my posts had been taken down due to nudity. And it was from 2018, and they just took it off my public feed. And it was me, you know, doing sort of some OTG, off-the-grid sort of stupid, wacky thing. And I'm running away naked it's my ass just running away in the snow in Colorado, and I'm just screaming my head off, like like horrific screams. It's just weird, you know? And uh, it was from 2018. Then I get this notice that it's been removed due to nudity, and I'm like, what the fuck? It, it, it's so crazy. Then I went down an, in, uh, uh, an Instagram, Instagram model rabbit hole just looking at what is actually on Instagram. It's crazy, the things that they're allowing on Instagram and taking my gross jiggling ass off that it's comedic. <laughs> I mean, these girls are practically naked. Yeah, they're wearing oh clothes, my God. but you know, it's, and they're removing my jiggling ass. I Well, yours was just insulting. To who who was I insulting? Just the human race that had to look <laughs> at that. Yeah, I mean, I guess you the argument is 
could be that these are beautiful women with beautiful bodies. Right. Yours was an art. Yours My, was just weirdness. Yeah, but the weirdness is art. But is there is do they have the ability to go into my mind and make me unsee it? No, not yet. That's probably coming in the next ten years. But so it can be erased from my memory. I guess I remember it. The question it's, it's jarring. The question is though, why now? It's from 2018, and how does something like that get removed? Did someone have to, you know, report me? I mean, is that what had yeah. to happen? Yeah, you went in front of a, the parole board, and now <laughs> I'm like Sir Han, Sir Han. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you, now you're tagged, and you know, good luck living the life you want to live going forward. You know, that whole thing has messed you up for life. I don't understand, though. I guess someone had to. I don't know. You know what? I should just repost it and see what happens. Test them. That's what I want to do with 23andMe. I want to spit into another jug ah. and see if I come back 99% Irish and 1% English and no percent anything else. Is that what I you are? Say, yeah, it was, 90, it was like 94% Irish and then some part English. And, and my mom was, in, was insulted. I mean, her last name's Linsnick. Right. She's Polish, right. She's German. It's like, well, that's not right. I, I'm your mother, and I'm like, I don't take this personally. I don't know. I don't. I just spit into a test tube yeah. and I sent it off, and all of a sudden, I'm like a, a leprechaun. leprechaun. I'm like the yeah, <laughs> selling Lucky Charms. <laughs> well, you and Aaron both. She's she's a. A leprechaun. I used to call her my little leprechaun when we were first started dating because she looked like this hot little leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. Well, She's, I'm not that, but I I I am like almost all Irish. Well, you know what's odd. weird is I did 23, I did Ancestry and then I did 23 and Me. So I did both. And and the technology gets better and better and they keep updating your genetics as the testing gets better, I guess. So I started out a certain percent Italian and then it keeps building and building and building until I'm finally sort of like living on the Amalfi Coast. Like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why it's, it's happening. I get an update every month and a half. It's like, oh, you're even more Italian. Hey, you know, it's like, it's, it's weird. I don't know why that's happening, but I'm becoming more Italian. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, does that <laughs> now allow you to audition for more roles in Hollywood? Don't you have to be, mm-hmm. don't you in Hollywood now have to be exactly what you what, are what you're reading for yeah like you you can't stretch and be anything you're not yeah like you couldn't play brad pitt's role in with the terrible irish accent in whatever movie that was with oh, harrison ford right i think i think with accents you're okay you know accents what I mean? you're okay i think with accents you're okay but I, I, you know, if I'm playing like an Italian guy, I think that's okay. So you're good. I'm you're good. fine. I'm good. Well, you are Italian. I'm Italian, right? I'm good. Yeah. Godfather Four. Aren't they doing the Godfather TV series, or am I crazy? I think I'm. No, they're it. doing. Uh, they're doing the uh, the Sopranos. Oh, that's the, what I, that that's what I was thinking. That's the what prequel I was to the Sopranos, which you could now be in. 
That's right. Uh, well, like Gandolfini's son. The many son. bridges or the many something of, of yeah, and it's Gandolfini's son Jersey. is playing him. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. You speak the truth. Um, should we do some uh, some viewer? Let's do it. Otherwise known as listener things. Yeah. Why do I always have to be the one to read these things? Because I'm the announcer. <laughs> yeah. By the way, how was Sunday? It was good. It was good. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about that. But uh, Sunday was great. I mean, it was a blowout game, but it was good to be back. But Saturday night at City Field on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 was a night that I just I don't think I'll ever forget. I mean, nobody will ever forget 9-11, but, but that celebration and remembrance of that night 20 years later was wow. Mm-hmm. It was powerful. I, that, that is the first time in a long time I've actually cried Wow, you cried. I cried during the pregame. You never cry. Um, no, I'm a pretty easy cry. But I cried during the pregame and was thankful that wow. I didn't have to say anything for a little while because I was choked up. But Wow, I got to see it. I got to see it. I didn't, I didn't watch the uh, sort of the celebration, you know, or the... The recap, I guess. I didn't see it. It was good. Well produced. It, they, I mean, I'm assuming it was the Mets and Major League Baseball, but it was so great, you know, when they had the first responders come out and then they had ex-Met players with each, you know, the the firefighters and then the police officers and the, and then you hear the stories. And I interviewed a guy um, who's who lost his brother, um, a firefighter, and he walked – in his honor, raising money uh, from, I guess he ended in New York. He went the Pentagon or he went D.C., but the Pentagon to the field in Pennsylvania to uh, back to the city in Ground Zero. He walked it to raise money for, uh, for families that were affected by losing somebody, a loved one, during 9-11. Wow. And it was... Wow. It was great. And the guy was such a normal, you know, he was a firefighter. This the, the brother who died was his little brother. It was a family of firefighters. Just kind of the it's just the quintessential American family that yeah. that just and and they basically raised their little brother and and he passed away and this guy had five kids and wow. Man. No, I know. I I um I was in Albuquerque. I actually flew on 9/11 and then I I had a couple days off and I went down the 9/11 new documentary rabbit hole. There's one on Netflix, there's one on um Nat, our history I think the History Channel did one really incredible um docu series and it is just unreal. The one that there's one that Michelle told me to to watch. It said it's just the best thing she's seen. It's called. Uh, she said you need to watch Turning Point Nine Eleven: yeah. The War on Terror on Netflix. Yeah, it's great. I watched it. I watched I, it. It's 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 pretty incredible. And then there's another one that really just deals with the day of nine eleven, and the footage is unbelievable. They've got new audio, fresh footage that you've never seen before, closed circuit TV stuff. It's it's horrible. I mean, it's so tragic, and it, to relive it again, to watch these images, it's just unbelievable. You know, we forget 
you know, it's like you never forget, but you sort of do and until it's brought back. And it's just unfucking believable what happened on that day. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And to it's watch. almost like you got you because I'm sure you were like me. I didn't know you back then, but I'm sure you were like me that you, I was just mesmerized. And I'm sure there were some things that you almost repress mm-hmm. remembering because it was just surreal and then feeling vulnerable in your own country and being in large groups it was just a Mm -hmm. it's hard to believe and i I think we talked about this the other day yeah we did yeah it's hard to believe that that actually was the overriding feeling i felt was that we're all susceptible to something like this happening and and we are i mean but but you know to a certain degree yeah well i'm glad it went well i wish i saw it i didn't get to see it If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself. Please share the love and tell a friend about Daddy Issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We beg you. That's right. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up right after the break. Um, All right. I have these pulled up. All right. Go ahead. Let's go. Uh, I see that there's there's somebody who just continually shoots us questions. Uh, M. Night, M. M. Night Shamlanahan. Uh, a lot of questions. Ali, describe your life using film titles. <laughs> oh my God! I, I Jesus Christ! I have. That's so difficult. Um. I don't know. I, I wouldn't even know where to start. I, it's a lot of fast times at Ridgemont High, right? With some some parenthood, parenthood mixed in. Um, a little sleepless in Seattle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, know, and uh, you know when Aaron and I get it going, we have a little splash. <laughs> One of the all-time greatest. I, I consider making my daughters watch Splash when they were young as, as a great stroke of parenting. Yeah, Splash was great. So good. Tom Hanks, that dude, un- unbelievable. Just in everything. Um, and then, of course, uh, ending off with There Will Be Blood. I think that's... Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you abandoned my boy. I abandoned my boy. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Michelle Linza. Can you give us, Joe, can you give us an update on your friend who lives in Dubai and his daughter's relationship? That hasn't, it's not improved, um, but he just lost his dad. Uh. And he is, uh, you know, it's, he's one of those guys that, we were friends in college, but we and we haven't seen each other much since then. I'd never knew him before college, and we've become closer and closer and closer and kind of talking him through that. You know, he went through a lot of the same story that I went through with my dad, which was basically having a conversation with his father, uh, with his father telling him, I'm done. I don't want to fight this anymore. Let me go. And I had that same conversation with my dad. And mm. so... 
being able to use my life experience, you know, from 2002 when this happened to my dad and be able to apply it to my friend Lee, um, I think was helpful. And it's funny that we get that question today because I got a text from him that he's on his way back uh, oh. to Dubai, but he's been here for the longest time and, and had to deal with his dad passing away. And, uh, he was on the other side of the earth and it just so happened that, that it was kind of the same situation. I think his dad was waiting for Lee to come home and, and make sure everything was okay. And Lee found this incredible letter that his dad had written him just by happenstance that laid out exactly what his dad wanted, uh, after his death. And, so it, it's 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 a sad story, but a beautiful story, and and I'm really proud of my friend. So I, I think he's been through a lot, but he's doing good. Great, he really is. Good to hear. Um, why didn't Oliver do the Nashville final show with all the cast? Why did you tap out of that? Did you do that? I didn't even know you did that. Yeah, I. Uh... Um, I think they asked me to come down. You know, I think I was working actually. It was a, it was a sort of a celebration, I think at the Ryman or something like that, where the cast was getting on stage and doing a whole sort of thing. And I wasn't able to make it. Yeah. I, I, I read at the time, and this could be wrong, that you had a tough time with that stage bow that everybody does kind of the, the hop and then the bow. <laughs> yeah. Like the, yeah. Ah. Yes. I couldn't find the timing, you know? Yeah. And uh, everybody else where you all grab hands yep. and you do the little, yeah, ah, yes. Yep. Yeah. Everyone would go before me and then yank me down. And uh, you yanked Connie Britton's shoulder <laughs> out of the socket. It was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I keep referencing Connie Britton in that show because I don't know anybody else that was in it. Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Was she very in good. Very Hayden good. Hayden Panettiere. Hayden Panettiere. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. I, I think I was working. Not, nothing too exciting. Not, not a good story to tell. Uh, Joe, can you... This is the same guy. This guy's asked like 55 questions. I'm not even going to read it because it's too many from him. <laughs> uh, it's our one listener. Come on. Huh? It's our one listener. <laughs> We've got one listener. Uh, yeah, this is kind of like college radio right now it's so true especially even the way it's all set up you and i i mean i'm i'm barely can get online you're on this thing we send it to this genius josh who cuts it all up and then it comes out and i i don't even know how it all happens. i have no idea it's such college radio by the way that's a good name for a title for a podcast uh, yeah college radio uh look i'm at i'm at kinko's my uh my credit card expires after an hour so <laughs> um, I, I gotta go. Let's um, go. We'll talk about it. Later. I'm on. I'm on a burner account right now. You're on a burner um, Zoom. You're on a burner. <laughs> yeah, I All am. Right. Um, I'm. Uh, yeah. All right. Good. Well, we covered some ground, and we got. Did you know that I go to time. Kinko's every week? Did you know that? Oh, do you really to to do your laminating? Yeah, to do my boards for football. That's so funny. Do they know you over there? Oh my God, Kathleen! She's the greatest lady of all time. She gets my stuff done. Like I don't even have to say anything. Like so I got it. Really? And I put my little boards in place, and boom, I'm out the door to go do my football game. Yeah, I I don't think I could live without Kathleen. Well, you know what I'm going to get you for Christmas is a laminator. <sighs> well, it's not it's not laminate. It's eleven. I need an eleven by seventeen printer, which at one point I had. 
But then I go in and I, I spiral bind them. And I mean, you've seen my yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. before. Yeah. All right. It's, but go ahead. I, I, would, I, wouldn't, I would not laugh at that gift horse. All uh, right. In the, I would not laugh in the face of that, in the mouth. Don't look a gift horse <laughs> in the mouth. Yeah, that. Let's end right you there. Buy me, you buy me a laminator <laughs> and I will laminate the shit <laughs> out, of out of things. Everything. Okay, good. All right. Uh, all right, Josef. All right. Uh, hey, whenever you go back to Albuquerque, you make us proud in the Fox family. You make you you make great TV. Yeah, baby. We're all, we're we're we we we're together now, man. I'm excited. Same family. Same family. That's right. Same damn family. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Well, all right, but uh, all right, Ho- Hojo. See ya. Bye. 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 Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger. <laughs> 